Hey everyone, and welcome to the Cheyenne Hills podcast, Verse by Verse. We know it's often hard to find time to spend studying God's Word, so we're happy you can join us as we read, unpack, and discuss Scripture every Tuesday and Thursday. We hope you enjoy the program. Across the street and around the world, Cheyenne Hills. Well, hello everybody and welcome to the podcast. We're back and Ken's back and it's awesome to have you here, Ken Will and and Renee and you've been filling in and keeping things going while we've all been gone. So thank you so much for that. And uh, we're we're actually, we need to go back, okay, because Ken and I both have been to the Ark Encounter. The Ark Encounter is in Kentucky. I would say 40 miles south of Cincinnati in the into Kentucky. Um, you guys went just a week or so ago. Uh, we were, t- oh brother, a <laughs> couple September, weeks ago. Yeah, it was September eighth, I think. Okay, first we part there. of September, and yeah. then we went just, just to got back. And uh, I would say it's, it was something. The, we, the reason we went is my mom collects everything ark. I mean, it's just like she's got these, like a lot of people collect uh, nativity sets. My mom has ark stuff, pictures, and all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Noah's a big deal in, in my house. In my my home in my in home in Scott Scott City and but anyway um, so as for her birthday my sister set this up and I said man this sounds like a great idea so so my mom and sister and then my Mary Kay and myself went and it was awesome I I've thoroughly enjoyed it do, do you what's your take on yeah I I had done quite a bit of reading on the arc and and the feasibility of it and, and all that but i still learn things i well, mean they had really, they really thought did. through yeah things with uh, even with the structure of the ark and uh, i remember one display that they showed how noah had probably built shear layers for oh, yeah. tree trunks and things slamming against the ark you know with the yeah. with the tsunamis and how okay these were the what they called the sacrificial layers where they could get smashed up but it would still Maintain the integrity of the water. No, that that so. whole thing, and we need some pictures really to describe that. And I, I want to get down to those details because they, they, I think that's that was one of my takeaways is the is the detail that Noah and his family came up with. Um, uh, we also went to the Genesis uh, Answers in Genesis Museum, which is a different place than the Ark. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ken Ham started both of them. One was just about kind of a suburb of Cincinnati in Kentucky is on the Kentucky side, but kind of a suburb. The other one is probably 40 miles south of Cincinnati, would you say? Something like that. And um, two different locations. And uh, the Ark has been open from uh, 20, I've been built from 2010 to 2016, been open since 2016, 2017. And then, but I, so here's my first, my first big takeaway. Um, We got on those, but you know, you pay your ticket and you park and you pay your ticket and you get on these buses and then you drive down. It's almost like going to Jurassic Park, I thought, because you wind around, and there's, of course, big trees everywhere. And we, Mary, Mary Kay and I were on the front of the of the bus, so we got a really good picture of it. But they have these buses with these huge, big windows, very, very open for everyone to see. You turn this corner, and, I mean, Jurassic Park. There's the, <laughs> there's the arc right there. It is massive. Yeah. I mean, that first, did, did you have that same feeling when you saw it? For the first time, I I just was overwhelmed. It, I mean, it's yeah. When you get there, and especially you get up close, you know, it's like, yes. Oh my gosh, it's this massive structure. It is massive. <clears throat> you know, they say that uh, four seven forty sevens 
not the wingspan, but the, the fuselage mm-hmm. could fit inside the ark. So two it's side incredible. by side in front and behind. That's how big and massive. Three floors, massive. This thing was, uh, we walked forever. I mean, it took us a whole day really to walk through it, didn't it? I mean, oh, yeah. of course, it's loud. a lot of displays and stuff you're reading and stuff you're going mm-hmm. slow, but uh, I, I was overwhelmed. But yeah, just just a massive amount of information yeah. on it, and and like I said, they have really thought through, like how possibly they could uh, discard the waste in yeah. there, the ventilation, um, feeding the animals. I mean, a lot of things where they self feeders. I mean, they pour feed in, and yep, you know, and then so they wouldn't have brilliant to every time. Yeah, no, I, okay. So <laughs> this was something that that really struck me too. So this is a, a huge takeaway. God basically said, "All right, Noah, I want you to build the ark." This long, this high, this wide. I wanted to have rooms and and make sure you have provisions. I think it said something about food, food. Uh, provisions. Mm-hmm. Now, did, did Noah ever know that it was going to be a year that he'd be in there, as far as you know? I was looking for something. He didn't know how long. I mean, he just he said, get provisions. I was like, yeah. okay. And so um, the... I, I just was amazed at the... Just what you're saying, the way they thought through the period of the kind of tools they would have had, the kind of thing cages they could have built, but the way that they dealt with ventilation, they had to figure that out because God didn't give them any instruction on that, that that we know of. Yeah. I mean, that's, again, there might've been, God might've said other things that weren't recorded in scripture. Right. That's true. What we have record of. The ventilation was huge. I want to talk to you about that one because I thought their idea was really interesting. Then uh, the sanitation, which would be, I mean, I can't even imagine. Honestly, it's like a floating zoo fair, whatever, for a year. Feedlot. That's, that's <laughs> what I think feedlot. of. There you yeah. go. That's perfect. And and yeah. how do you deal with all the the uh, sanitation? It's just and the way they did it was I thought brilliant. So I want to drill down to that a little bit. And then of course the the food and the way they contained the water and the the, the ideas they had there. But here's the thing that I thought was interesting. God said. Build an ark, and this is the scale of it. They had to figure out everything else. And I just think about as a as a lesson for us. You know, sometimes we, we're really wanting God's specifics. You know, should I be here? Should I be in this role? Should I play this? Whatever it is. Hmm. This job, this whatever. And it's like, you know, he took care of salvation. He took care of our eternal destiny, you know, our etern- eternity, paid for our sins. He did, he did the big stuff. He built the ark. I mean, he, you know, yeah. the big thing. All the details, it's like, I don't, you know, I wonder if he's just saying, you guys figure it out. I give you a brain. I give you yeah. hands. And fi- Did you get that feeling when I, you were looking I at that? I hadn't thought about that, but uh, that's, I, you know, I think that's really probably ap- appropriate. That's true. I mean, it's like God takes care of the big stuff and, and he give, has given us a mind. And, you know, that's also part of the, uh, somebody wrote a book and gave it the title, The Thrill of Discovery. Mm-hmm. You know, that that God doesn't do absolutely everything for us. He allows us to discover, to figure things out. And there yeah. is a satisfaction to that, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I work in construction, and you come to a problem, and you go, yeah. and I really, that's a fun part of my job is to go, okay, how do we get from here to here? And, here? Yeah. and, then, and it's yeah. like, oh, hey, let's do this. But And you get to the point of complete frustration, or I, at least I do when I do a job. I get it's like, oh, and we're, I'm way over my head and I have to, you just have to go figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think, and that is, that's a, it's a good feeling whether you're fixing a car or building something or wiring a, a building or, or, or reconstructing a, 
a piece of furniture. Don't you do that a lot? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that part of creativity, but like I told you yesterday, I was thinking about when God called Dick and Ruthie mm. Young to come to Cheyenne to, to start a church. And I'm not sure that they had this idea of how that was really going to look. For sure. Oh. And there was sure. that discovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was that creativity. There was that depending on God and yet, God using Dick and the the elders to formulate what yeah. Shine Hills. And I even said that about you. And then God yeah. called you. Well, so when you hear that and, and kind of get the backstory, so that that is a great, great example. It's like, okay, go go start this church. All right. And you're the guy to do it. Well, then, you know, along comes a guy like me out of seminary. I was going to plant a church in Cheyenne, called Dick and said, hey, you think this place could handle two church plants. Sure. And he was, you know, just real. And then long story short, but I kind of decided, you know what? I don't want to be the Lone Ranger church planter. Maybe, maybe this guy, this Dick Young could use uh, an associate. And so I called him back a few months later and he said, we've been thinking about this. Why don't you come up and we, we talked. So, but to hear the story that they were, they were needing more of a, you know, Dick was 52 when he started this, which is pretty unusual to be in your fifties to start a yeah. church. Right. Uh, very unusual, actually. And to have someone come along that has, you know, ideas and energy and all that to can do youth and all the things that, you know, we just did everything. Um, it was just like, after I see it now, it's like, wow, this was a, was a for sure a God thing. We knew it was, but we were kind of looking through our lens at the time. Now mm-hmm. I can kind of see both lenses. And it's like, God orchestrated, provided what was mm-hmm. needed at the time. And then music people came along and you came along. And I mean, there was, there was all kinds of uh, things that God just continued to build in leaders. So it is interesting to me, the details and uh, how God works those out. But I, w- I was impressed back to the ark. I was impressed with, remember the A-frame uh, structures that had oh, maybe like lizards and those kind of oh. some reptiles and that kind of stuff. Now they had these pots, uh, lots and lots of, ceramic pottery i don't know who did all the pottery <laughs> but if noah's wife and the girls did the pottery they were doing a lot of pottery and there was also a, a thought that you know the iron works and some of that that maybe there was this technology at that particular time this mm-hmm. is two thousand years after adam so a lot of people a lot of civilization had been built so people knew how to build stuff mm-hmm. but do you buy into the idea that maybe they had contractors out contracted out those the pottery or contracted out some of the caging or, or all I, the stuff that yeah i think it seems reasonable iron I, mean, works. I, I don't know about how the economy how they I would have paid too. for everything I but i wonder that you know too. i mean it's they had longer lifespans and and had he inherited uh, wealth from his ancestors, you know, and, and so that he, he had more money. And it's like, you know what, this stuff, I know it's not going to be worth anything after the, I mean, with the flood, it's all going to sell it out. out. So, know. Hey, I'll hire you guys. That's I, not, there's a lot of conjecture of what, what happened there. But you know, those mm-hmm. massive beams that were on the inside, you know, they were kind of, they kind of set them on an angle, the two mm-hmm. biggest frame beams, if you will, they were massive tree, tree trunks. And, um, but any, anyway, the weight of those, I mean, that would have, you know, we took elephants to raise those kind of <laughs> things in the circus. Not that I ever did that, but I mean, that's what we would do in, in modern day. I wonder how much even animals and some of that pulleys and s- technology they might have used to to get those things to, to stand up and then somehow brace them and somehow build this structure. I 
it was overwhelming to me to once you get in it and see the mass of this these this structure. Yeah. yeah, and we often operate off the assumption that our technology is more advanced than anybody in the past. I thought but the same thing. There are things that were done in the past and some technologies lost yeah. that we have not recovered. And I agree. so it's like they, you know. Yep. We use hydraulics, and so we don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to think through how to lift something really heavy. And they did pulleys, they did levers and leverage and stuff. Inclined planes, and that's true. Know. That's true. There's probably a lot that we don't know how they did things. It'll be fun to actually see the uh, the uh, the movie of it someday when God gets to show us, right? And I want to see how that happens. That's what I'm hoping but, for. <laughs> but this one, this A-frame thing, I want to finish this thought. That lot of pottery on it, so they had probably smaller animals, lizards and snakes and stuff. And then they had it covered with. Um, uh, oh, burlap. Mm-hmm. And so they could pour, I think, water in it, or for, certainly for ventilation. Mm-hmm. But then, and they had that tied off. And these these cages, or these pots were pretty good size. But then they had this, remember the thing down the middle was like a box, maybe a one foot by one foot box, probably 12, 15 feet, 20 feet long maybe. And inside of that container of this box they built were moths. Did you see that? that and yeah, they, and that then was they had, ingenious. And then they had these tubes. It was a lot of bamboo was used because uh-huh. of the tubing the, for the plumbing for a lot of things. Yep. But those tubes, so that they would have those moths would have flown out of that major. It would have been reproducing, mm-hmm. and then flown out of these tubes to feed the lizards, lizards, and and the stuff that eats frogs and stuff yeah. that eats uh, moths. Yeah, I I just thought stuff like that. You know, we don't know for sure if that's how it happened, right? Yeah. But the way that they use the bamboo for the cages, for the, and the, really the angles to make the sanitation, it all just kind of flowed to a central location, and they pushed it to one end of the arc and and then had a way of getting rid of that. I thought it was brilliant, yeah. and I just thought, there's a whole bunch of things that I didn't think about. Um, not only just the mass of it, but then the detail of it was amazing, yeah. Well, I was going to say, isn't it true that uh, a lot of times skeptics point to Noah and the Ark as yes. a, as a as a, a way to prove that the Bible's not true? Right. And so, when you both having gone out there, you see that it's possible. You see yeah. that it's doable, That's and a it good it, point. it really shoves those. Uh, you know those critics away that that this is possible and I, and I was going to add that uh, so for my son uh, when he was born we did the whole arc thing and so just hearing about what you guys have experienced yeah. it takes it from this man cave uh, <laughs> baby's room type of decor to you know someone who really sought God and was faithful and really had a great engineer mind of getting that all to to it's work very together. True. And then and doing all this, knowing that you're being ridiculed by the whole community. Right. So the one big takeaway for me is he put his faith on display. Yeah. I mean, for 75 years, his faith was out there in the middle of this desert, so to speak, mm-hmm. a long way from, from the ocean. We know that. And he said, yeah, there's going to be a flood. God told me. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, and he continued, persevered for 75 years dealing with people's criticism and built this arc. I thought that was fantastic. Um, there were some other other things that details that, you know, they use probably adolescent animals. They were probably smaller. I thought that was interesting. That doesn't that didn't wasn't new to me, but it was reiterated. But you to your point, Renee, you could tell that they had gone through and tried to answer every critic 
and and uh, and because there's the displays, the pictures, there's so much, so much detail. It's just, just overwhelming. Even with the amount of animals on the ark, and we think of the ones that are alive today, and like, okay, how many yeah. animals groups where you could just have one represent? Right. But they had even analyzed the fossils. The kinds, yeah. Of this, you know, extinct animals, and it's like, okay, this kind of uh, dinosaur and this dinosaur are similar, so they would have had merely one, and they they would have had merely one ancestor, right. and then they did a calculation of how many animals would have need, needed to have been on the ark. Yeah, I think it was like seven thousand, if I Some, remember right, yeah, something, something think, like that. Yeah, and so which is still a lot, but um, but to say that. The kinds, just like we didn't have to have a Shetland pony, a pony, a quarter horse, and a thoroughbred. We had a there was a horse, the equine kind, a, yeah. equine kind, and yeah. that's how they they shaped all those things. But I don't know. I I think we I could talk about this thing all day. It was <laughs> it was uh, really I thought it was very well done. Um, I think you go through there as a skeptic, you'd have to come out. They come out and talk about the layers. I still think one of the coolest arguments out there. Is that you know the layers are much much like these uh, boards behind us here. They there's there's no one between one board and another or one layer and another. They say there's millions of years, and yet the one below doesn't have any erosion to it. Yeah. And they made a really important point of that and very graphically showed that. And it's like and it's perfectly straight. You look at that those road those lines. You can drive between here and in Laramie and see it. Yeah, okay. there's not erosion in between those layers, yeah. and it's like this had to be laid down quickly. But then the other one that I never had thought about is if it had been laid down and it was solid rock, and then you see those bends, you know, mm -hmm. you see the swells. Well, those those rocks would have cracked, mm -hmm. right? If it was brittle, they would have broken, but it didn't. And what we see in the rock layers is that it it bends, but it doesn't doesn't break. Well, how could that possibly be? It would have to be uh, softer. You know, it would have to be hadn't completely dried, hadn't completely hardened, and it had to be laid down quickly to get these fossils. There's no other way you can get a fossil. I mean, they make all the the arguments that I think that I've either known or read about so vivid mm -hmm. and just like, wow, this is on display here. So for our, our um, Wyoming listeners, if you ever want to see it and you're going to Rock Springs, you can see a great example of a fold. Uh, and it's about 20 miles on this side of Rock Springs on the north side of I-80. Okay. Because we had a job. We were traveling there, and I saw it one time. I was like, what? And so I started watching for it. And, and it's you a, saw that curvature. Oh, in those, yeah. It's, it's where you see the stratification, and then it does this um, elliptical hump in there, and, and then it, the stratification continues on. It's like, yeah, that couldn't have been when the rock was solid. No, it, that's a good point. It's a great example. Well, well, we're going to have to land this or or land this boat, I guess. <laughs> we're not going to land the plane. We're going to land this boat and get it on Ararat and uh, get on with Genesis. But I, I wanted to, to, we had to circle back with both of us going to the ark and seeing all that. So uh, exciting time. It was fun. I think it should be a bucket list for, for everyone out there. So, well, in the meantime, as you, as we go through Genesis, be strong and very courageous. God bless you all. Thank you.